spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 especially Good Friday. Happy Good Friday, everybody. Normal Friday is always a good Friday, but today's an especially good it Friday. Is, it is. It's a holy day. Easter coming up. Uh, happy Easter to you, my friend. Happy Easter to you. How many people are you having at the house? I'm having 26. I am not. Uh, <laughs> we decided against that because okay. of, uh, I, you know, I think we're going to have like two, four, <laughs> four. That's about it. We don't. Uh, okay. About, that's about the number I Becky need. Lynn, I don't know how many you got. Eight. Eight. Okay. Yes. I'll find out how many people are on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Jesus wants. <laughs> Homeless. How do we uh, fix the issue? Uh, just ask oh. Mesa, right? So Mesa guys, let knows. me tell you something. Yes, I, you and I have always... Being homeless mm. is not a crime. Service resistance, meaning... You are going to be resistant to any service and you just want to sleep on the streets and do whatever you want. There's where the criminality comes into it. Mm-hmm. Mace is like, you know what? Being homeless is not a crime, but doing drugs is a crime. Accosting people is a crime. Sleeping in front of people's doorways, trespassing, those are crimes. Defecating and in the streets. Defecating in the streets. Things that we would all be in trouble for, as we should be, what with laws and whatnot, they are saying, we're going to go after people and we will prosecute those. So your choice is, if you're in Mesa, you can get services, or if you want to live like that, be prepared to be locked up or move on. Yeah, Phoenix should copy what Mesa is doing. Mesa's got this court system. And, you know, what it, it it's it's so simple. It's, it's, it's like so, the app for immigration. It's, no, it's not. It's, just simple. <laughs> it's so simple. It's it's this. We will go to every single homeless person. Like, say Phoenix did this for the zone in downtown Phoenix. Thousand people, hundreds of tents. We were just down there. You go to every person. And you say, listen, we're going to have you. We're going to give you the opportunity to get off the street and follow a plan. And uh, the plan will, will will graduate you from this community court. And if they say yes, you try and work with them. Yeah. And if they say no, then you say, okay, we're going to follow the law. How many laws did you and I see that were broken oh. in five minutes? And by the way, not just laws Phoenix. like, uh, you know, loitering no. and, and, and and all the, the stuff that you... About felonies in some cases. Yeah, I mean, walking in the middle of the street, we weren't. That's you know, we no, we saw we saw drug drugs, deals, drug deals. We saw, I mean, the drug dealers. We saw people with drugs. I mean, we we saw people do drugs. The, the laws were being broken. Felony laws were being broken, and uh, we're not even talking about the the murders, which we right. didn't see. Thank God, no. or the defecating in areas, or the sleeping in people's house, destruction, theft, all yeah. that stuff. Right. So we saw enough. We saw enough. We saw enough in a very short period of time where if you were a police officer and you were driving down the street, you could have arrested 10 people. Yes. Okay, that's what's going to happen then. We're giving you a chance to get off the street. You have to follow the program. If you choose not to, we're going to treat you like an everyday citizen. Listen, the people in the zone, they're not treated like... I they mean, don't have to follow the laws. They, they can break all the laws they want. And it's so strange, man. I mean, you know, leaving a gun here. Throw, we, had one, we had one guy. Uh, they throw needles on my roof. What do you mean they throw needles on your yeah. roof? Let me tell you something. If you went outside the KTAR studios, took a whole bunch of needles, started throwing them on the roof, the cops would come and they'd arrest you. They, they defecate everywhere. Right. They, they're, they're trespassing all the times. I mean, you could hear, I mean, we've gotten stories from people like, I woke up and somebody's in my backyard. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there are all these things. Take the clothes off and run in the streets with no. Have sex. 
trucks, all the stuff in an open area. Correct. So it's so sometimes we have these big problems and I think we're in the weeds too much and we try and figure it. It's so complicated. It's so complicated. How do we fix this? All right. Well, how about do what Mesa did? Give them a pathway to getting off the street. And if they say no, we're going to arrest you. So you know what? The first time we arrest you for defecating in the street. Okay. Uh, you get arrested. Well, then we let you back out after a period of time. Oh, okay. Now we found you doing drugs. Now you're going to go to jail. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's the law. As, as it should be for anybody else. You right. and I would have to follow that law. Yes. And when we talk to our buddy Joe down there, uh, Falachi, uh, uh, the, the Subway sandwich owner of the business, and the guy who, who makes caskets, they both said the same thing. All the things these people do... We would be in trouble for right. why do they get to do something else that some that none of us can do? And why is the city of Phoenix allowed them to do that? I don't know. Listen, it's a sad situation. I want to I want to, you know, I, I know that we feel bad for these people and I want them to get help. A lot of them won't want the help. But I think you, you this is a good starting point. How about you do this, Phoenix? Copy what Mesa did. Not that hard. It's a starting point. See if it works. And you've got no other plan. No. And here's the thing. If you think compassion is allowing people to do drugs, live in their filth, and eventually die while committing crimes along the way so they can keep their habit going or their mental illness going, if you think that's compassion, right. you're fooling yourself. I think you can hold people accountable and be compassionate yeah. at the same time. And you know what? Holding them accountable reminds them, them that people care and that they're alive. Yeah. Right? That's true. All right, uh, climate change. You know I don't like it. Well, you know, it's, it's changing all the time. Well, listen, I mean, for all the articles I read on how we're killing the planet, I read another article about, you know what, the planet's fine. So, you know, the activist and Greta and all that kind of stuff. How eh, dare you? I know, I've ruined her life. Uh, I know, I used the blue bin for a separate, you know, trash can. Oh, I'm the worst person in the world. Okay. It's doing uh, some good, though, isn't it? No. Oh, well, for me it is, because i got two, ga- two, two garbage cans. No, but, I mean, climate uh, change is doing some good for all of us. Listen to what this new study says about climate change. Are you ready? It uh, could help the Diamondbacks win. Why is that? Because uh, the warmer temperatures are uh, helping the long balls. You hear that, chicks? Chicks dig the long ball. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Home runs in Major League Baseball have gone up. Because they say it's about warmer temperatures. So climate change is making baseball watchable. Isn't that fantastic? Well, hold on a second, though. It's uh, leading to more home I runs. Thought, I thought, uh, I thought. remember when the ball was wound too tight and then there was the dead ball? Can, I don't know. Are we going to bring back a dead ball? No, to I don't try want to combat dead. this. Well, then I want, the, I want the temperatures to get hotter. Yeah. I mean, that's fine with me. The explosion of home runs in Major League Baseball can be traced in small part, to climate change. That is according to a study that has been published, so it must be true. Yes, it's on the internet, so believe everything you read. Now, why aren't... Well, I'm not hitting any home runs in softball. I'm still that line drive hitter, Chad Benson. You've come close, though. Uh, yeah, but still, close Close doesn't count. It, it hit does the bottom not. of the fence. No. Maybe maybe this summer when it's 120 out, you know. Uh, I I find these uh, studies fascinating. Yeah. I really do. You know, Like, you know, we're, we're not using straws because of a turtle. Really? Because the, because the young turtle. kids said that turtles are eating a billion straws yeah. or some ridiculous made-up number. Yeah, I went to, I, you know how I went to see my nieces in Atlanta? Yeah. So my wife and I go to the airport where we get something to eat before we get on the plane. And so, you know, I ordered, uh, you know, whatever, uh, something something to drink, an iced tea. And they came back with the iced tea down. And I said, uh, do you have a straw? Because I don't want to drink out of the out of the, the cup. Yeah. Because, you know, her hands could have been on the cup and stuff. Yeah. I, eh. Anyway. 
Uh, she goes, no, you know what? Our our company, we've decided, it, this is the exact phrase she used, uh, we've decided n- not to use straws because we want to save the turtles. And I said, the turtles have a bad cocaine problem, for those of you guys who don't know. I, you know, I, and I said, listen, uh, I got to tell you, I, I feel bad about this. I, I'd rather have a dead turtle and have a straw. I'm sorry. I'd rather- and it's so. <laughs> oh, I'm so terrible. I know. No, because it's ridiculous. It's a kid, ridiculous. A kid wrote a little thing about one it. Kid. Like, one kid. Right. Hey, if you're thinking about ditching the glasses and contacts, look at a King LASIK now and get both eyes for $3,500 with $2,000 savings. 0% financing, 24 months OAC. LASIK with Dr. King, only 146 a month. Go to kinglasik.com slash Arizona for complete details. All right. Uh, did you see uh, the officer, Moldovan, throw the first pitch out? Uh, uh, I saw the highlights, yeah. Amazing. I was stuck in traffic, so there was nothing else. Uh, you know, Luis Gonzalez, uh, Gonzo was standing right next to him on the mound. He's going to join us at 2.30. What was that experience like? So World Series hero Gonzo will join us at 2.30 to talk about that. Up next, uh, storm clouds ahead for the economy. Uh, does a recession hit later this month? It's the Gatos and Chad Show. Job report, a little bit better uh, than I think some people thought, but uh, the worry is definitely there that uh, we're looking at some serious issues coming up in the uh, future. Uh, And it is uh, uh, the consumer index, as far as confidence, is down. People are worried. There's still jobs out there, but the sector that the jobs are out are the ones that people haven't been able to fill Mm -hmm. since we came back from COVID. So we had 236,000 jobs Created. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Man, every time I hear we're going in a recession, we get a good jobs report. But then yesterday we were talking about layoffs. Well, layoffs are still out there. I know. And here's the thing. Laying off, you know, a thousand people over here, but hiring a thousand, everybody thinks, well, that's kind of a, it's a push. Well, no, because a lot of people are taking second jobs. And the other thing is this thousand over here on this side, if you will, they may make on average $70,000 a year. Over here, they make 20000 so what am I supposed to think of the jobs report? It's hard to tell because but, how many of those people were, were second job havers? What if, yeah, but this has happened forever. Well, it, so like you know, I don't want, I don't care about the politics of it, and is it good for Biden no. or I don't give a crap about no. that. I want to know about you know uh, uh, the everyday American who you know might look at everyday Arizona that might look at these job reports and say, okay, two hundred thirty six thousand. Okay, we're not falling off the cliff. No, we're not falling off the cliff. Except now you're sitting around going, oh my God, they're going to raise interest rates again, and I don't have enough money on my credit card to continue to push forward. Yeah. I need a new car. That's going to be more expensive. You can start going on and on about what's going on. It is a frustrating thing for people out there. And I think too, we're, I feel like this market is, is about ready to have a little bit of a burst and that's not going to be good. Home prices? Uh, home prices, depending on where you are in the country, I think it's going to, there's going to be some places that are going to feel not so much like 2008, like we did, but, but like that, we're not because we're still adding so many people here. We're not filling those houses fast enough, but when rates continue to go up, that's going to put pressure on, on people saying, you know what, maybe I'm going to hold back a little bit before I go buy something. I think the tough thing is the fed does no script on what to follow here. No, no. You're coming out of, well, we, we killed our own economy. We did it on purpose to get people inside, try and, you know, mitigate the spread of COVID. COVID hit. We thought it was going to be here for a short time. It wasn't. Uh, And then you try and then we send all the money out and then everybody's got money and everybody's spending money. And, you know, no one can keep up with that. People had too, too much business. 
And it's one of those things where the Fed has no script here. And they thought, well, if we just, you know, if we if we do things with the interest rates, you know, here and there, and then we'll do it again in a few weeks and there, it'll it'll make everything it'll make everything OK. But it hasn't. No, no. I think people still look at the economy and they say, uh, OK, um, I'm still going to go get my Starbucks coffee. Yeah, that's true. I'm still going to go to McDonald's, get my coffee or still going to. They're st- still going to get the little things. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to. You know, I'm not going to stop my gym membership. The economy's not that bad, that bad or something like that. But I wonder when that is going to be where you say, okay, time to cut down. You know, we talked about gas prices the other day. They're only going to get higher with the third highest in the, country. In the nation. And, and that's so, not going anywhere anytime soon. No, and it looks like it'll get worse. And, it, and, there's, and there's a Arabia. lot of reasons besides just them cutting it off. Some of the stuff that's going on with the dollar is also going to hurt us. Right. There's a lot of, of stuff that plays into this. But I look at the confidence. People are not as confident as they were because their businesses they're working for are pulling back. The They're not being able to charge the same prices. Inflation is still going to be an issue because while you, you may be up 4.5% from where you were last year in your wages, you're down overall still here in, in Maricopa County, probably 6% you've taken a pay cut. If yeah. I told you you're taking a 6% pay cut, you would not be thrilled. No, no one would be thrilled. But nobody sees it like that. Right. And that's it. you got to crunch the numbers. Yeah. All right. You mentioned inflation. Uh, is inflation crushing Easter? People are replacing their Easter eggs this year with potatoes. The cost of eggs is still relatively high, and with yeah. potatoes being more affordable. Mm. <laughs> the trend has been taking off on social media. So oh, of course love, it has. I love when I go and we peel our potatoes <laughs> and then the kids bite into them. <laughs> Some people are painting them. Others are dying the spot. You know, you have a uh, four and a half year old little Charlie. Is yeah. she going to be? Uh, no. Is she going to be painting a potato? No, 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 no. Buds. Well, some are using oddly shaped potatoes to make their favorite actors and characters by both peeling and painting the potatoes. And yeah, that's stupid. Kids are young enough that you can start this new trend. They'll never know any different yeah. than yeah. we used to do X. Let me just say this: You have a four and a half year old. I guarantee you, your four and a half year old Charlie would go, Daddy. This blank and stinks. Yeah. She's cursed before. Yes. And she's, she's, she's going to say, she's going to hold that drastic. potato and she's going to be like, you know what? This is hot garbage, Her Dad. Her new thing is son of biscuits. Son of biscuits. <laughs> Whoa. And yes. she says it right, too, whenever. It's not just walking around saying it. She drops something the other night and she goes, son of a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> so the perfect Easter basket is potatoes now. I can't believe potatoes oh, is what oh, we're having. Goodness. And the kids will never know. Yeah, they will. Why is that? Because your kids are going to go to school. Like, <laughs> what you get in your Easter egg baskets? What kind of Easter eggs? You guys got eggs? <laughs> yeah, we got potatoes. Well, yeah. what do you guys? What do you guys, poor? <laughs> now, this would be a good opportunity to go the Charlie Brown route and do rocks instead. I don't you know that. What paint, is that? Paint you rocks. Know, every time they he do went that? trick-or-treating on Halloween, he would always get a rock. Remember? That is the the Charlie most, Brown? That's the most unfunny show I've ever seen. Oh, I'm a very good teacher. Yeah. yeah. But you can paint rocks. You could hide rocks. Who and painted then you a rock? Them out. You can paint rocks. They People, did this on the show? Yeah. They no, kick rocks? The show, they paint rocks? Oh, my goodness. Are you sure you've actually seen the show? I, I've seen moves the football. Did Snoopy paint? I got that. Did Snoopy paint a rock and put it in somebody's basket for Halloween? Yes, for Halloween. Why is that yes. funny? That's not funny. Oh, What's the point of that? Tell me the point of it then, please. 
It's just poor Charlie Brown oh. always gets the. He, he always plays. Everybody else left holding the bag of you know rocks. Everybody he, else gets the hundred thousand no. dollar bar, right? Hundred grand bar, yeah. the full one or the full Hershey's. And what's he get? He got a rock. You know he what? Got a rock. He's always playing the victim. I don't he like always, Charlie Brown. No. He's always playing the victim. Always playing the victim. My goodness, you know who? You know so who's, gullible. Isn't you know he? who deserves potatoes? Charlie Brown. Mm. Yeah. That guy deserves a rock that's cut, that's putting some kind of color in a potato. Plastic eggs, like everybody else, jelly beans and stuff in there. That's what we do. Right. You know why? Because I'm old enough to realize now I'm going to find one of those other eggs that we boiled in about three months <laughs> when it's 112. Oh. Yeah. And you know what? In Arizona, you know what you got to be careful of when you go Easter egg hunting, right? Snakes. Mm-hmm. Snakes. Plus, I get my animal snakes. They um, My animals love the eggs, so oh, yeah. I would never waste my eggs okay. on the kids. We yeah. do the plastic eggs. Uh, it's all about the potatoes. Yeah. Okay. Problem hey, uh, legendary voice uh, of the Suns, Al McCoy. Shazam! He's retired uh, after this season. And we want to hear from you. Text Al to 620-620. Submit a video. Thank you, Al Message. And I know. all you have to do is text Al to 620-620. Hey, up next, a miracle happened at Chase Field last night. We had someone who survived eight gunshot wounds, one to the head, stand up on the mound and throw out the first pitch. And you know who's standing right next to him? Oh, we're going to talk to that guy next. The Gators and Chad Show, afternoons. Officer Baldivant returns to Chase Field after nearly a year and a half of intensive rehabilitation, accompanied by his wife Chelsea and D-Max legend Luis Gonzalez. He is here to throw out tonight's ceremonial first pitch. D-Max fans, please help us welcome and show our support for Officer Tyler Moldovan. It's incredible. Last night, uh, he stood up and he threw a strike, and the crowd went nuts. It was a really cool moment, uh, and, you know, standing right next to Tyler Moldovan, it's our next guest. As you heard, one of the greatest uh, D-backs of all time, World Series champion, Luis Gonzalez. Gonzo, welcome back to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Man, you were there. You, you stood right next to Tyler. You saw him, you know, throw the pitch. Oh, my gosh. What was going through your mind? I was watching you watch him, and it was really something. Well, uh that was the first time that he stood up in front of his family and friends too. So that's what made it that much more special. Um, you know, his wife, Chelsea had told us he's going to try to stand. And we were like, what, wait a minute. Yeah. So, uh, he had been practicing with her for two weeks to, to get this down without telling anybody. So, you know, with all his, uh, other law enforcement officers that were there and his family and friends up in a suite, um, I think they were just as surprised as everybody was. This guy's had an unbelievable battle, but he's a fighter, and it's been pretty uh, miraculous to see how far he's come. Hey, give us a sense of what it was like in, in, in you know being there last night in the crowd, seeing him go out there, and then of course standing up after you know everybody knows the story, what happened to him, being shot uh, as as a guy unloaded on him, a criminal scumbag, mm. and uh, give a sense of what it was like to be out there and that sense of the feeling. Well, I mean, I have my uh, foundation, the Gonzo's Hometown Heroes, which always honors uh, first responders. And, and, you know, and I've always had a, a passion for what these people do each and every day when we're running away from harm and they're going into every the line of fire and things like that. So um, I, I took the perspective as 
um, when Chelsea and, and Tyler went out on the field, I wanted to get away. I wanted them to have that moment. I didn't want to be in the background of, of you know, that special moment that they had. So I told her, uh, as soon as you get him up, just let me know. I'll hand him the ball and I'll get out of the way because I wanted them to to share that moment together. And man, what I, I, I had goosebumps. I mean, I've been able to do some incredible things like with the world series, the bottom of the ninth and in, in 2001 there, but that is something that I will never forget being a part of that out there on opening day with seeing uh, how his journey and how hard he's worked to get to where he's at right now. It's, it's a strong passion they have, man. They're believers and um, you know, they, they've, They've uh, carried this journey with their families and stuff, and, and his wife is unbelievable. She is, uh, she is just as strong as he is to be right by his side for every step of the way. Gonzo's joining us from the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Tyler Maldivan threw out the first pitch. You know what? I'm so glad you said that, too, because I think a lot of people, Gonzo, they say, yeah, Tyler Maldivan, is there anybody who's tougher in the state of Arizona? Well, maybe his wife. Think of what she's gone through. They were newly married. They're young and all of a sudden, her husband, in in uh, the blink of the eye, of an eye, takes eight bullets, uh, and she's got to be as strong a, a, as ever. So you really got that feel from her too, didn't you? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And and uh, just a personal bond alone with with them. I, I got to meet them a few months back. I had a softball game for uh, for the police out at uh, Chase Field and uh, just meeting him. And then when I got home, my kids were like, oh, we went to school with him because he, he went to Chaparral High School. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So there's there's ties there. You know, you just you don't realize that until, you know, something tragic like that happens. And I was like, oh, my gosh, now it's all tying together. And um, his fam, not his wife, Chelsea, is she's a gem, man. And then his family, her side of the family and his, uh, they've connected even stronger, and their their faith is unbelievable. And just just to see their journey to where they're at, and they're and he continues, man. He's he's unbelievable. He's a champ. I mean, he was. I kept teasing him. I go, "Are you nervous?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm really nervous." I said, "When did it start?" He goes, "When you guys asked me to throw out the first thing <laughs> a couple weeks ago." Hey, so I said. Oh. Hey, Gonzo, you know, the other thing you talk about is family. Let's not forget the police and the first responders that also rallied around them. Having them out there last night to see him throw out that first pitch uh, just reminds everybody that this is a not only a dangerous job, but they're a family. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And and, and like you said earlier, the the, the unnoticed ones are the uh, are the families because they, you know, when their husbands or wives leave the house is it's that unsure if they're going to come back or not. And, um, I mean, it's, it's a career that they chose to have because they want to serve and protect our community. And that's why, I, you know, I have a strong passion for them, what they do. And, uh, I'll, I'll always be there in support of those guys, uh, throughout my life. Tyler Maldivan threw out the first pitch of the D-backs game. Luis Gonzalez was right there uh, watching and, and cheering him on and handing him the baseball. So you met him before then. I think what a lot of people out there want to know is, what is he like? Because, you know, it's it was such a devastating incident, shooting. Uh, it Does he speak? Does he understand what you're saying? You know, it, it, that kind of stuff. I think people were intrigued by that and want to know how he's healing. And, and do you have a sense of that? By speaking to him, yeah, no. Well, I mean, they they didn't give him a chance to survive. I mean, actually, no. I think his his family had gone in to to kind of see him for the last time, and this guy 
he will not give up. He's a fighter, and um, he speaks, and he, he, he recognizes things. He acknowledges everyone around him. And, uh, you know, and the biggest thrill for me was after he threw out the first pitch, going down the line, uh, you know, a couple of our players went over, you know, the Dodgers side. Mookie Betts ran over to say something to him as we were leaving down the right field line. And then all the fans, our fans, the Dodger fans, everybody just acknowledging uh, what an incredible human being he is and uh, the battle that he's had to go through for him and his family. Yeah, what a moment. Hey, Gonzo, thanks for joining us and tell us and telling us about it. Appreciate it. You got it, guys. Anytime. All right. Uh, World Series champ Luis Gonzalez, one of the great Diamondbacks of all time. Surprised uh, he doesn't invite you to play in the softball game. You know, none of the athletes invite me to play in the you softball game. You ever noticed game. that? Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald. The, you know, I think they're a little bit scared of how... The, of, oh, the uh, best one you have a chance to... <laughs> Gonzo, you figure, would be easily the one. Uh, really, right, well, well he knows play. I'm a Yankees fan. Well, it doesn't yeah, I've teased him over the years about the hit. You know, I've said, listen, uh, you hurt me. <laughs> you hurt me deeply. Uh... But Tyler Maldivon throwing that pitch out, man. And you and I were talking about it before. Is he going to stand up? Yeah. And he did. And he did. And he did. The first time he stood up was in, was there right in front of everybody. And then he threw a strike for crying out loud. And Gonzo standing right there with him. And what a moment. You know what he probably thought when he threw that strike? Fauci, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, coming up next. Uh, well, we've got the square. We've got the circle, the triangle. What else? The rectangle. Yeah. Octagon. Well, octagon. Now we've got a new shape. Uh, it's called the hat. Why? Why? Why do we have a new shape? Wait until you hear about this next. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Chad, exciting news. It's uh, breaking right now. I want to make sure we get breaking. on it first. Breaking news. Uh, we have a, a new shape. Becky Lynn, have you heard about the new shape? Uh, no. Okay. Well, we have the uh, circle and the triangle and the square and um, what else? The, the, the rectangle. I'm sure I'm missing a few, but now we have the hat. Uh, it's a new shape. Um, and I'm looking at it, and it is a newly discovered shape. It has 13 sides. So let's get the expl- explanation. Uh, this is exciting. We know of the existence of the theoretical Einstein tile. That is only one shape that, when given those rules, can tile infinitely but never repeat. Is he like in an elevator with the bad, like no, the bad he's, elevator he's music? A, he's just a, he's a he, TikToker, right? Or okay. YouTuber. He's a dork. And we used to think that that was impossible. That is, until a few days ago when Craig Kaplan tweeted this. Proof that there is, in fact, an Einstein tile, and it looks like a hat. Maybe like a ripped t-shirt. I don't know. It doesn't. You know what it looks like? They say? They say uh, it, it looks like a fedora. Yeah. We have a new shape that looks like a fedora. Matter. What matters is that we made it. We made the Einstein tile, and that... There it is. It's an aperiodic tiling created with just one shape. We never thought that that was possible, and it's crazy. Yeah, it's not crazy. It's stupid. Who are we? I don't uh, even know what he's talking about. Uh, well, of course you're not, uh, and because nobody does. That's why this guy has no friends. <laughs> I've got 14 million followers, but nobody wants to be my friend. Uh, the, Mom, nobody wants to be my friend! The hat, uh, they call it that because it uh, vaguely uh, resembles a fedora. The elusive shape is now uh, available to be seen. And I'm looking at it, and I will just say this. My grandfather used to wear fedoras. Mm. That was kind of his thing. He was a doctor, and he liked to you know to look uh, look good, and he had the fedora on. And so I'm looking at this. I don't see a fedora. 
Here's how the hat works. <laughs> Here's how it works. Put it ah. on your head. But on top of that, it says it's really very simple. A polygon to describe. It doesn't have mm. weird, irrational angles. It's basically just something you get by cutting up hexagons. For that reason, he adds, it might have been discovered in the past by other mathematicians mm. creating similar shape, but they, too, had no friends. <laughs> this affects me at the grocery store. It does not. Huh. Yeah. It's, uh, Does it, it affect you, me when I, they said tiles? Does it got anything to do with me redecorating my bathroom? No, no. 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 All right, should, should we talk about something that affects you directly? Absolutely. And everybody out there? Yeah. All right, how about the governor of uh, the great state of Arizona, Chad? 17 bills this week. She's next. <laughs> That's the total from Republican governors Jan, uh, Jane Hull, Jan Brewer, and Doug Ducey. Hull, yeah. Ducey, and then who? Uh, Brewer, Brewer. where's Napolitano in there? Uh, by, by the way, she is the leader. She recorded uh, 58 in 2005, veto 43 in 2006. Who had 58? Uh, Napolitano. Okay, 58. So how many How many this week? 17. Okay. You know, that's why. She now has 37 total. 37 total. But you know, that's why I voted for her. I didn't like either uh, person. I, didn't li- I certainly didn't like Carrie Lake. Uh, and I was never going to vote for her. But remember, we went through this whole thing. Well, she I don't really vetoed SB 16 this week, which would require doctors to medically appropriate uh, and appropriately reasonable care to any infant born alive, regardless of its chances of survival mm-hmm. and treat it as a legal person. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there, are mil- there are a million of these things. And you know what? A lot of them are really stupid bills, too. SB oh. 1009 this week. Penalties would have uh, stiffened for damaging or vandalizing uh, monuments and statues. Uh-huh. Which really doesn't seem like a horrible bill. Like, there's a lot of wacky bills we talk about. Yeah. Uh, I think you have to preface this, though. Yeah. We have a legislature that is very MAGA. I mean, that's that's the fact. That's who people voted for in, in uh, positions in the Arizona State Senate and the Arizona House. So we've got a very far-right legislature. And, you know, as I was saying, listen, I wasn't voting for someone... Like Lake, who thinks you know the she every conspiracy theory is true uh, according to her. Yeah, she also so, vetoed a bill that would increase penalties for domestic violence against pregnant women. She vetoed that. Mm-hmm. Barred banks from using social credit scores for borrowers. Uh, wow. So not. So you think she is, should be? She should be signed. She signed some bills too, though. Well, yeah. Well, so. you know what? Apparently, for her, it's okay if you beat up pregnant women. I don't know the bill, Chad. I, I can't even give you my... Well, it would increase penalties for pregnant women. I mean, if you're getting a kind of a, a snapshot of that. Uh, by the way, Jim you know says no, you know there's You can't get a snapshot of a bill. That, you know that. Well, I mean, you, you can read a sentence that makes it sound pretty good, but then when you look at the details, you have no idea what's in there. So, uh, well, and then, of course, she vetoed the Arizona Transportation Highway from putting those stupid signs up. That's a she shame. did veto that. So that makes her uh, really okay. Honest question: Do you think she should be signing some of these? Well, if you look at it, if it really is a situation where should you increase penalties for beating up pregnant women? I don't know the bill, man. Well, I can't. Then, I, I, I don't. Give me I, the, I don't know it either. Give, what's the bill name? Uh, what's the number? Let's see here. We're going through all the bills. No, here. don't go through all the bills. Just give me the one. Well, I'm give trying my take to find on that one I'm looking at here yeah. because she's vetoed 37 of them. Right. They don't tell you what the bills are. They give you numbers. Okay. So, uh, well, you keep asking me a question. Would well, you veto? I have no idea. I got to read it. I have no idea. So, well, I'm looking at this bill. This bill's rather long here. Yeah. It yeah. is super long. I mean, it's like you go into these. You got to look at these things. Well, maybe she just vetoed everything and we should just do that. Maybe if they're all bad. Yeah. I don't know. 
I'm sure that I'm sure there were a few that were good that she vetoed, and I know a lot of them that were bad. There were some of these legislators wanted to put uh, teachers in jail. <laughs> so I'm glad that she's she's vetoing that stuff. Did you uh, read that whole bill, the teacher in jail bill? I read the exact. I read the whole thing, start to finish. It was 13 pages. No, I didn't read the whole bill. But if you're going to put a teacher in jail. I'm not for well, it. We don't know the exact whole bill is, like you just said to me. How can we know exactly what was well, in it? Well, I have some reading to do during the break. Yeah, we did. Neither of us are going to read those. No, we're you not. Know that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys think uh, you're dealing with here. We're non-readers. Coming up next, uh, does today's jobs report point us away or towards a recession? Next.